Darn it! Hooked the wrong loop ten stitches back. I'm at the end of my tether knitting these winter clothes. Is this a retirement home or a factory floor? <laughs> Why, you looking to start a union? Oh, I can't. I haven't got any material left for the banners. Oh, come on. Don't be so highly strung. Loosen up. Enjoy it. Unwind. Millions of people enjoy this as a hobby. Well, thousands. Handful at least. Yeah. 40? 45? 40? <laughs> Just gotta work through the pain. Isn't that what you used to say about From Software games? Work through it. Unwind. You're really starting to get on my wick. Well, you do have a short one. Ha ha. Your threadbare puns were thraying at the edges a decade ago. They were already ropey back when we co-hosted that underrated, super awesome, legendary gaming podcast that everybody should tell their friends about. What was it called again? I have the feeling we'll find out. But you're right, you're right, sorry. My wordplay is a bit frazzled. Ever since we swapped our controllers for crochet, my sanity's been unravelling. Same. Not got the reflexes and mental agility of my ghost runner days. Remember how lifelike things were on screen. Sometimes I think I can still see pixels in these fabrics, like tiny fleeting hints of the rich tapestry of life. Uh, probably just light flashing off the buttons and sequins. Yours has got buttons and sequins. Mine is barely multicoloured. At least I hope it is. My moth-ridden mind can barely register colours anymore. Is that red or blue? Both. You've got it all tangled together. I suppose it'll all come out in the wash anyway. Inevitable, given the quality of this yarn. At least we've still got each other though, right? After all these years, good friends always stitched together. I can't even tell if you meant that one or not. Oh no, look at this. Our wool has become entwined. You could see it as a metaphor for the strong bond we have with one another. You could see it as a waste of time and money. Maybe no one will notice a hat with uh, <clears throat> two sleeves. Mm, yes, I suppose they could be ear warmers. Oh, fine. Let's take it apart. We'll tie ourselves in knots if we go any further. It's true. We're better off sticking to the pattern. Pattern? What pattern? You know, when we eventually stop stringing listeners along in the intro. Because I'm not Ben, and I'm not elderly. I'm Teo. Oh, and I'm not Teo. Nor am I more obsessed with puns than Shakespeare. I'm Ben. And this is... Pixel Vision. Unravel to notes. Oh, yeah, get out my notes for this one. <laughs> Let me just slap this weighty tome of notes down on the desk. Did I even write any? Let's see. The answer to that is no. Not a single note. Did you actually not? Not a single notation. Hmm. Well, does that tell us something about the game or does it tell us something about the nature of the way we played the game? which is to say, sat next to each other. Yeah, it, it definitely 
does tell us more about the nature of the way we played the game. I also think it tells us something a little bit about your character, though, because I went away and made loads of notes about what I thought. I'm looking at a... Should I make it sound longer than it is? (laughs) Two-page document (laughs) of notes. A dossier. A (laughs) two-page dossier. Yeah, exactly. And page one is the contents. Uh No, yeah, but I went away and made some notes. So in some ways, I feel like that's representative of kind of like the time, the effort, sort of approach we have to the pod and our listeners and what high regard we hold them in or not. Well, case maybe. I don't know. I did think about this because the last episode, the Weird West episode, I did find myself basically summarizing what I'd read on the internet, <laughs> which isn't what we want to do on this podcast. We want it to be our own unfiltered thoughts and, and reactions to a game. Hmm. And I had kind of a similar problem with this one, apart from that it wasn't that we hadn't finished it because we both finished the game together, but it was because I wanted to know if I was missing something with it. But then I thought, eh, actually, I'm just going to end up doing the thing I did last episode again. So I pulled away from that. <laughs> you're like you're like your very own Wikipedia entry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. But last episode, I think, was forgivable at the very least, if not justifiable, in the sense that like neither of us had actually finished that ending. Mm. And we kind of obviously wanted to know what happened, as I'm sure the listeners who are never going to play the game would have wanted to know what happened. So I sort of feel like that was unavoidable. Mm. This time, though, I mean, we can give out some basic facts about the game. Sure. Which I'm sure you'll do in your in your little tale monologue. What's this episode just going to be nothing but basic facts? <laughs> basic facts and basic adjectives to describe our emotions playing the game. Mm. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Why don't we start with your tale monologue then? I don't think we even said what game we are talking about yet, have we? No, we didn't say it. There was enough puns in the intro, hopefully, that people will have a bit of an impression. Mm. I feel like the podcast episode title might also give it away. They have clicked play, it's true. It's been released and they've seen the title of the game. So yeah, it is Unravel 2, another couch co-op, fully couch co-op game. I say another, the other co-op game we played was It Takes Two, which wasn't actually couch co-op, although I'm sure it can be. But yeah, me and Ben fully played this game together on the same screen next to each other at all times. I'm pretty sure this game was originally released on PS4 and it it wasn't. You're shaking your head. You've said this the whole time. I'm surprised you didn't check it, to be honest. (laughs) It was released on on loads of platforms simultaneously. Oh, really? Windows, yeah, yeah, PS4 and Xbox One. Okay, well, wasn't a PlayStation exclusive, but no, the same as the original game. Just before you say that, as well. really? Yeah. Whoa, okay, well, my memory's really let me down there. Oh, but anyway, whereas the first one was single player, this one's meant to be played as a two-person cooperative game, and you play as a little character called Yarny. Both characters could be Yarnies, but it's, it's never made explicit. They're little balls of thread with hands, legs, and heads, and they can shoot out their little thready, <laughs> their little thready arms and swing off different points on the 2D side-scrolling map. And so with different permutations and different puzzles, using your little Yarny skills, you traverse the 2D world. And yeah, progress through the kind of difficult to describe story, (laughs) but but we'll we'll get onto that. 
It's not the most exciting tear monologue I've heard, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> You're definitely not reading another Wikipedia entry. <laughs> no. Yeah. How could oh, I have made man. that more exciting? I don't know, just giving it a bit more pace, maybe? Maybe I can do that in the edit. <laughs> well, speed me up. <laughs> Delay and edit a little, edit a little. Okay, well, my memory's really let me down there. Oh, but anyway, where is the first one single player? This one's meant to be played as a two-person cooperative game, and you play as a little character called Yarny. Both characters could be Yarnies, but it's never made explicit. They're little balls of thread with hands, legs, and heads, and they can shoot out their little thready, <laughs> their little thready arms, and swing at different points on the 2D side-scrolling map. And so, with different permutations and different puzzles, using your little Yarny skills, you traverse the 2D world. And yeah, progress through the kind of difficult to describe story. <laughs> Can't remember if you said, I think it's worth saying just so people know the sort of ilk of game that it is. Mm. It's from a Swedish indie studio called Coldwood Interactive. Mm-hmm. I thought about playing a quick round of guess the number of developers, but actually having played the game, I'm confident that that number's much higher than might be implied by indie studio well we will have seen them on the on the credit sequence no it looked around 30 or so i reckon a good chunk yeah Yeah. certainly more than lucas pope or one of those other sort of three-man games what was the one we played recently with the overboard my husband has been murdered yeah that's another one with a really scant Mm. team in cool this is much more kind of it feels that in between level between being something like a, a love project <laughs> and and a, and an actual commercial title, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's a very polished game. It looks kind of beautiful, but obviously they're not reaching for something which is particularly difficult to achieve. Although the graphics are very fine, I would say, as my nan would say, very fine. <laughs> Sumptuous. These are those basic adjectives that I promised. We failed to give our initial impressions of the game at the start, did we not? I think they were implied pretty heavily, but okay, come on, let's go for it. What did you think, Tay? Well, I would say I enjoyed playing it with you. It was fun. Who wouldn't? Yeah. yeah. The puzzles were satisfying. At times they had a scratch in our heads, didn't they? And then when we overcame them, that was... They they did, come on, they did have a scratch in our heads at times. (laughs) I love that no one else can see me raise an eyebrow, but your phrasing immediately points out that I've pulled an expression. Mm. Yeah, they did have a scratch in our heads, but when I reflect on when and why they had a scratch in our heads, Mm. I think that's more to do with, certainly for me, like a lack of competency with the controls ah. which i never really got accustomed to as you'll no doubt attest yeah oh but you're talking more about the platforming sections though there though aren't you no 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 not just that but also like often it turned out we'd just forgotten a mechanic like i remember at mm. least one puzzle that we sat in front of for about 15 minutes before either of us remembered that you could tie a knot mm. or something like that yeah it's true Well, let's talk about what some of those mechanics are, because the physics puzzles are pretty basic physics puzzles in the sense that stuff goes up and down and you have to navigate your way up or down. But you've also got certain abilities, like throwing out your your thread to attach to little hook points. Like Spider-Man. 
Yeah, exactly. And swinging between them and using your momentum to carry you distances. Mm -hmm. But equally, because there's two of you and you're attached by the same thread, you can kind of pull each other. So if one of you is down below and the other one's up above, you can sort of drag almost the opposite of tug of war, reel someone in. Yeah. Do you feel a little bit like mountain climbers where both people can fully hold each other's weight at any time? So you can use the other person to just climb up sheer cliff edges. Hold me. What? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Circumstances like that, it's really clear that the bond that you've got, this rope between you or this thread between you, is useful. Yeah. You are attached, by the way. We didn't actually mention that. But you are like completely attached to the other person in the game. Yeah, permanently. Yeah. And that is mostly a, a boon, an asset but is also problematic at times when you realise that you've kind of tangled yourselves up mm. and one of you needs to go back round this obstacle two or three times to unfurl the thread so you can proceed and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I think like some of our difficulties stemmed from not managing to actually remember mm. what the options were. Not that there's a lot of them, but I just don't think the game communicates them that well. Mm. Yeah. Because, I mean, as the game progresses, you've got more to interact with on the map rather than just your two characters. So initially, you might be just swinging each other. One player stands on a platform and the other one uses them to swing to the next platform. And then the other one uses the other one to swing to a platform, kind of like you're your own set of monkey bars moving across like a chasm on the screen. Mm -hmm. But later on, you've got to pull actual things on the screen, so like giant branches to let the other one get up or cogs into machines which do various things. Yeah, or you can tie a knot between two points and then use the Mm. tension of it to bounce up and down. Like a little trampoline. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Trying to think of what other mechanics there are. I'm pretty sure that's it, right? It's just variations on, on those things. Like, you can tie those bridges and you can push objects up them sometimes. Ah, uh, yeah, bridges as well. So mm. not just the trampoline thing. When you tie the point between nodes, you can also then use that to traverse gaps and push other things over those gaps as well. Yeah. And often that's like a big weight that you're going to need to, like, push off a ledge and use the momentum to land on something and spring something else. Yeah. But, I mean, there's not that many. And when I think back to, like, a game like Half-Life 2... That includes, and I'm thinking of one specific scene, you're in a sewer, you crawl out of a pipe, there's a higher pipe that you need to get to, and a bit of wood, and you have to put a load of bricks on this bit of wood, turn it into a ramp, and then you can climb up using the weight of the bricks on one end. Mm. It was one of the first times I'd kind of experienced physics in a game. And that already seems like a more interesting involvement of physics than some of the things that we saw in this game i think yeah so i guess the thing which is interesting in this game is not so much like the physics as it is the satisfaction of traversing an environment where you're dependent on the other person it's the cooperation which is satisfying rather than the actual like moving of the things it's the fact that i've got to ask you like oh so you move it there then i'll jump on that and then i'll wrap myself around this log (laughs) and then push it over so that you can do it go up the other side and then I can pull myself back up by you. It's that sort of like logical thinking, isn't it? That kind of propels the game. Yeah, that's true. Pairing up to solve those kind of things is kind of like pair coding, I guess, Mm. whatever they call it. That is the fun part for sure, 100%. Like I think if we'd have been sat remotely, still playing it co-op, but in separate places, 
and maybe not on a mic, you know, like as you do often with online multiplayer games, mm. then we wouldn't have had anywhere near the level of enjoyment that we got from the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But I mean, it's not even that where we're, as you say, you know, you're trying to resolve the logic together. Even then, it's not to the same extent as a game like Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. No, 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 no. Whereby, like, it's a group game and everyone's constantly talking and trying to solve the problem together. And that's got a huge, like, social impetus as well as a problem-solving one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, frankly, it's a lot more fun. Yeah, uh, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes is is so much fun. Yeah, like, way, 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 way funner than this game. Um, How about It Takes Two, though? Because I actually felt like the puzzles in this game were a lot more satisfying than It Takes Two, but the game itself wasn't as like visually exciting. Whereas, because It Takes Two, like sort of like swaps between different genres, like it's constantly giving you new little toys and tools to work with. Whereas this game, well, we should say it took us about seven hours, but up until right at the final level, like you have the same tools throughout. Yeah, I actually think I preferred It Takes Two on balance. Mm. I can't remember what I said about it on the pod, but my memory of it now is we had some fun playing it yeah. and knew it was a bit too long. Exactly that, yeah. Which is a common refrain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this, definitely I wouldn't say it was too long, but just wasn't that fun while I was playing it. Like, it was pretty good length, I think, for a, a game of this type, especially given how difficult it is to coordinate time schedules when you get into mm. middle age. <laughs> and it didn't have that thing that Manifold Garden did which was like, whoa, I've never seen this before. This is something new and compelling, just in the sort of the style of the puzzle. No way, yeah. It was straight down the line. Like being attached to each other in this this sort of rope dynamic, it was quite cool, but it definitely didn't feel super innovative, did it? Not at all. No, I agree. Especially because while you use the bond between you most of the time that bit of string Mm. and similarly it can be a problem sometimes as as mentioned Mm. most of the game it's just not that relevant even i would say or like maybe that's unfair to say it's not relevant but it doesn't play into the gameplay massively like there are huge sections of the game where you're basically independently doing the same Mm. thing to such a degree that often when one of us was struggling we would just abdicate responsibility (laughs) and the game let you have this like mailed characters feature where you kind of tangle into each other the red and the blue combines and then only one of you takes control Mm. and that's especially useful if you're trying to coordinate like a particularly grueling jump section or something like that which requires really specific timings and coordination rather than hope that both of you can make all those moves and control a button presses simultaneously easier to just one of you merge with the other and let them take control yeah and that seems like a sensible thing but it does also feel like an abdication of the co-op both as the player and also as a player considering the devs role like i hear they've made a co-op game and for huge sections of it they're like you can basically play this by yourself if you want yeah i think abdication is the right word there because like you say at those points it doesn't feel like a cooperative game it feels like a single player game if you wanted to take a positive spin on it There were certain little sections where it was clearly a self-contained challenge, maybe to get a secret or something like that. And it gave you the opportunity to basically take it in turns to try and overcome that challenge and watch each other play. And so it's a bit more like, you remember N, that game where you're just a little stick man 
on a 2D screen. Oh my god, yeah. Like ninja, you're like a ninja guy jumping off walls and stuff. Yeah, I guess it stands for ninja. It got really big, but... <laughs> oh my god, that is a blast from the past here. I'm going to have to watch some videos of that <laughs> after this recording. In that game, it was basically just a challenge arena where you could... I mean, you could watch your friends fail. If you were playing it on the same screen, you'd swap the controller to each other and see who could beat the level, which is a kind of group fun. But yeah, I mean, I'm not saying this game ever really felt like it was trying to do that. But if you wanted to be generous, you could say that it evoked that kind of spirit. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to be really generous because if you explicitly <laughs> put yourself out there as a co-op game, I don't think it's enough to be like, yeah, you can watch each other play and take it in turns. Like, <laughs> that's every game. <laughs> that's every game. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I do think that um, we should give a little bit more. I know we said the story's kind of hard to mm. depict, etc. But I do think it kind of plays into the environments. And I want to talk about the environments because we've alluded to the fact that they're quite illustrative and picturesque and certainly pleasing mm. aesthetically. Um, but where are they and what are you doing there? These things aren't very clear. No. Do you remember that the game starts with like a big storm and yep. you kind of crash onto the island? Yeah. And then you discover, I can't remember whether you're blue or red to begin with, but whichever one you are, you discover the other one. Yeah. And like bond your little ropes together. That mm. kind of happens immediately. You reach land together. There's a spark in front of you, isn't there? Mm. I'm not sure if you chase it or if it flies off and then you go looking for it. I'm not sure which order those things happen, but for whatever reason, that spark precedes you in every environment throughout the game. Yeah, so it's kind of like, I'm trying to think if this happens in Donkey Kong at all, but definitely it's a thing that happens in many platforming games where you're sort of given the sort of ghost of yourself, which goes in front of you, which shows you the leaps and everything that you need to make. Mirror's Edge, yes. I think, did that. Is it? Certainly in the tutorials as well, yeah. So yeah, the spark is basically playing the role of... It's more than a tutorial, isn't it? Like, it's guiding you through the entire game. But I think it has a role within the story, though, isn't it? Like, it's a spark. It's meant to be like... A metaphor or something. Well, I always understood it as being, like, the spark between you and this other person. Yeah. But then at the end, you use that same spark to light a lighthouse and save loads of other yarnies. So who the fuck knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we did just spoil it. But, uh, yeah, not really much oh, to spoil with on, this one. That is not a spoiler. This is one of the most abstract stories ever. But that's what's strange about it. Is because at the end I felt like it was really abstract. Like, huh? Where have all these other Yarny people come from? How have I saved these people, etc.? But when you're actually playing through the game, it's almost as if the Yarnies that you're playing represent two children, which you see in the background of the game. So on your 2D plane, you're jumping and swinging, etc. But in the background, you can see two human children who seem to be, first of all, escaping from a room and then have been chased by adults. And through the whole game, they're kind of running away and trying to escape. And their clothes are red and blue, so it seems like you represent them. But then at the end, it completely breaks down. Like, if that was true, <laughs> it really doesn't seem like it's that at the end. Yeah, good job spotting that their clothes were red and blue, because I sort of just remember them as being shadows, like almost desaturated mm. black and white vibe. Yeah, so everyone out, like all the adults are just grey, but the children are definitely coloured in red and blue. Right. And yeah, I wasn't clear either 
if when you see them, they are kind of memories or they're mm. echoes, or if they are active participants in your world, in your environment, but they're just being portrayed as shadows for some reason? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's like ghosts of the past, because there is a kind of old yield not yield it's not medieval to me it felt quite like <laughs> wartimey <laughs> to me it felt like kind of war times but together it feels at times like your yarny characters are helping the children so at one point there's a burning barn and some horses stuck in it and you do something to open the doors and then the children are outside and help open the doors as well so it's like together you've saved the horses from the burning barn <laughs> yeah so it's like you can't they can't really be memories in the mm. sense that they would then be historic whereas you're clearly interacting with them live yeah so that doesn't really work i do think it's meant to be abstract and confusing and open to interpretation mm. i read a piece where the designer of the game allegedly said that it's about friendship so i think that's that's reasonable to assume that you do represent little friends you're chasing a spark of friendship and certainly my sort of GCSE understanding of these things <laughs> is that it's a metaphor for life and the obstacles you overcome together with either your life partner who you're fused together with, or maybe it's a sibling or someone like that. And yeah, eventually, you know, there's ups and downs, but in the end of the day, there's lots of yarnies and you spread the light together. <laughs> the light of the lighthouse, yeah. The metaphorical light of friendship becomes a literal light <laughs> in a lighthouse. <laughs> yeah, to prevent other people from crashing mm. on the same rocks that you crashed on, thereby starting the whole cycle, thereby negating the existence of that friendship in the first place. <laughs> Maybe we're the baddies. <laughs> <laughs> Hands. Are we the baddies? <laughs> yeah. And I think, and this is the impression I got when I was researching online, is that just as we did then, like nobody really has a particularly coherent and interesting interpretation of this game. And in fact, quite a lot of the stuff I read online was a lot less coherent and interesting than what we just said then. And so that's part of the reason I pulled back from reading it is because I thought, mm, actually, nobody knows what this game's about. It's thin is what we're saying. Yeah, you've just got to accept that, I think. It's thin, for sure. Yeah. One of the things is that all these environments that you are traversing, even though it sounds faintly exotic, like you mm. crash in a storm and you wash up on the rocks, they're quite mundane, suburban, domestic environments. Occasionally a bit pastoral, as Taylor mentioned, there's a barn. Um, a forest, a river. There's also a factory, I think, at one point. At that point, you were, you were sure that they were the Nazis looking for us for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why I had the Nazis in my head. There was something quite Nazi-ish about the way that they were pursuing this kid. The sort of fascistic authority yeah. of adults over children. Do you think that's what it represented? Something like that. Go to bed! I don't want to! That sort of... <laughs> Initially, she is in a bedroom, or he. I can't remember which child it is, because it's a boy and a girl. And it did look a little bit like that. Like, they're trying to get into a bedroom, but it's like... It's not clear at all what they want from her. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't sure if there was some sort of domestic abuse vibe going mm. on in the background as well. But that then begged the question, who is the target audience for a game like this? Mm. Because I think it's it's almost too young. Well, I, I feel like it's too young for me, to be honest. I found it like kind of facile. And yet at the same time, I probably wouldn't feel like super cool, even if I had kids who were old enough to be playing games or had kids, 
full stop. Mm. <laughs> um, I wouldn't feel cool probably playing this game with them because if they're of an age where they can play this, comprehend it and enjoy it, then they don't want to be playing games with their dad. If they're not, then they're too young. Really? Yeah. Does that sort of make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense, but I'm not sure I agree. I think at, with the right age, well, whereas It Takes Two, it felt like it was meant for partners, obviously with the topic of that game being a romantic relationship. It felt like it was for one side of the partnership to introduce games to the other. Whereas I think you're right, this one feels like much more something that maybe you play with with a kid. And I think a kid would enjoy it of a certain age. Most kids do enjoy hanging out with their <laughs> with their parents and spending quality time with them. Yeah, but they also enjoy, if they're going to play a game, with all the games available to them, they want to play a fun one, right? Yeah, so is it fun enough? Mm. I'm not saying it, it was like explicitly not fun, although that is an open question. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I enjoyed reviewing it with you and kind of the yeah. experience of playing it with you, but I don't know if that was down to the game. I think we could basically have been reviewing anything and we <laughs> derived some enjoyment out of the experience yeah that is true no i reckon you could play this with like an eight nine ten year old and they'd enjoy it maybe that is the target audience i'm not sure because yeah i, I can't really imagine two ad- well like you say we had fun playing it but it was more in spite of the game than because of the game wasn't it yeah exactly and also if we'd have known what the game was like in advance I don't think I would have played it. I'd have been like, oh, if we're going to play a co-op game, let's play a co-op game that we are more likely to enjoy. Mm. And like that does kind of bring me on to another element I wanted to touch on, which is how it compares to other collaborative co-ops. Because we've talked about It Takes Two. We also played A Way Out. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah. Which was, I remember being pretty cool, pretty creative and good fun and good story and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it was fun. I'm sure you have good reasons to bust out of here. But I need to get out of here too. Yeah? Not my problem. Can't remember if I played Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons with you or not. Okay, so I played that with someone else as well, which is arguably more similar to this in the sense that you've got like a co-op vibe going on. Who'd you play it with? <laughs> well, I thought it was and you. Why didn't you. That's tell why me? I'm like, huh, okay. Uh, so it must be someone else. But... Awkward. <laughs> And then, of course, there's Portal, which is a puzzler mm. that is co-op as well. Obviously, I'm I'm not covering first-person mm. shooters where, like, there are tons of co-op ones. I'm more kind of thinking along the lines of puzzles and puzzle solving that you play as co-op. Yeah. And I think of the experiences I've had along those lines, this one doesn't really hold a candle up to the others. Yeah. Even It Takes Two, well, I was thinking mostly about that beforehand and thinking how we didn't really love the story in It Takes Two, but at least there was a story and it was it was clear what was going on there and so we could dissect it a bit. Whereas when you make it as opaque as this, it's pretty tough, isn't it? Mm. And the same with all those other games, as well as being good puzzlers, although A Way Out wasn't the best puzzles. The story was quite fun, I remember it being. But like Portal has got such a sense of place. And lore as well. This was a triumph. I'm making a because it's not just playing on its own lore, which it obviously has with Portal and then Portal 2 and prior to that, the entire Half-Life universe mm. and Aperture Science and oh my God, I love that entire world. Aperture Science We do what we must because we can But this, I did worry that there was an element 
of our discussion that was going to be missing because we're playing a sequel, because we're playing Unravel 2 mm. and we don't have the context of Unravel 1. But then, I don't know, it seemed like Unravel 1 was vaguely along similar lines in terms of of sort of nonsensical story. Oh, to me, it sounded like Unravel 1 did actually have a little bit more plot going for it. I can't remember the plot anyway, but I remember thinking that mm, there's a little bit more thrust to this, like it's more objective based, whereas this is very much on rails, watching a sort of ghost story at the same time as doing some puzzles. Basically, what I'm saying is you could reskin this game and it could mean anything pretty much that, that you wanted it to, couldn't it? Yeah. Like it, you could make it about two mountain climbers who are climbing up a mountain and add some story into there. Probably make a better story than the one that's actually in the game. Yeah, you're right, actually. The story itself is so thin and the kind of setting is so thin that it's almost unnecessary. Mm. You just need the functions to enjoy. I mean, that sounds so brutal, but maybe. I mean, it does also borrow heavily from games like, well, actually, I can't be borrowing from It Takes Two. Caught myself. <laughs> uh, because, like, the giant creatures, you know, you're you're working your way as tiny little yarns and so a bird a grouse i think it was some sort of mm. grouse um like chasing you is a is a mortal threat and the same with there's a pike yeah one point. a pike there's frog is there a frog or something like that there's a frog but i don't think the frog can hurt you but yeah yeah so those kind of things where like the wild life threats that are in the environment they kind of link to the story but you're right, they could just as easily be other threads not linked to being miniature in a massive world. Do they link to the story, though? I mean, the grouse is just... The grouse isn't bothering the humans. The grouse is just there to bother you. You've got the fire. Yeah, sure, that's affecting everyone. But then you also have just classic platforming obstacles, which are just little kind of fire... What do you call them? I guess they're like evil sparks, like evil versions of your spark, mm. which now I'm saying it maybe if this, your spark represents your friendship, then maybe these evil sparks represent other souls or other people that are getting in your way. Oh my God, those fucking homing sparks are the worst. Yeah, <laughs> but either way, they're not realistic environmental obstacles, are they? They're invented obstacles. They aren't, but the, the animals yeah, do yeah. pertain to the environment. That's kind of what I meant when I said they were story-based, like they at least have a place in the world that is depicted mm. in a way that the random homing fireworks sparks do not. Yeah, fireworks. That's a good way of describing them. They're like little fireworks, aren't they? That move around. Yeah, they're annoying as shit. But that's what I mean by, like, there's no real tie-in there. I mean, I just came up with something off the cuff, which you could try and tie in with them. But it's neither completely metaphorical or realistic, is it? It's like... It's in an uncanny valley. <laughs> It's just basically doing what it wants and then we're left to sort of flounder <laughs> in what the interpretations are. Yeah, true. Also, given the amount of effort that appears to have gone into crafting the world, mm. because some of the scenes you only are in for like five seconds or something. <laughs> I remember there was one scene especially where we, we entered as Yarnies from one side of the screen literally just walked across to the other side and exited that environment again mm. there weren't any challenges or obstacles in it mm. but they'd created an entire landscape for us to cross over and exit again yeah and we both just looked at each other like what <laughs> yeah it had had a laugh at just the ridiculousness of it and to give it its due it is a beautiful looking game isn't it it's all right it's it is like a storybook style illustration isn't it yeah it's not photorealistic, but it's high fidelity is what I would describe it as, isn't it? Yeah. Everything in it is 
just really like graphically defined yeah the rocks glint in the light of the sun and stuff like that yeah exactly and the water's like suitably when there's a gushing river at the end it really does like flow and i don't know looks realistic it's not astroneer is what we're saying (laughs) no (laughs) it's not cartoony also on the artistry of the game which is where i think if it excels anywhere, it is on the artistry. Mm. The soundtrack, I think we both appreciated. Um, you know, don't want to put words in your mouth, but folk music seems like your cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, I, I really liked the, the, the soundtrack. It tries to propel you along and give it a sense of momentum, which actually the game doesn't have itself. Sometimes when there's fast-paced music going on in the background and you're running, like say from a fire or something like that, you can actually just stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and nothing happens. Like, it gives you infinite time to work out puzzles. Nothing in this game is timed, but it makes you feel like you want to do all the jumps really quickly and flow through it. And, you know, there are time trial challenges for each level which you could go back and complete hidden secrets as well hidden secrets which aren't that hidden or that secret (laughs) or that secret you just got to spot them on the screen and do a few extra loops or jumps to get up to them and as far as i can tell the only perks from accomplishing that is unlocking some like paintings that appear in your kind of oh yeah the paintings we haven't really talked about the portal world that appears between each level which no the hub the lighthouse the hub world yeah exactly so you're the base of the lighthouse and you're kind of working your way up it Mm. and each time you complete a level you're able to move a bit higher and access another portal Mm. what these portals are nobody fucking knows i don't know certainly they're not like the portals in the game portal we already referenced but they're there anyway (laughs) yeah it's true but i do think the point you were just saying about how the music creates this sense of urgency is quite comic especially in that section with the fire where both of us for a minute were like oh no the fire's burning the fire's burning the fire's burning and then we were like wait is it is it even moving (laughs) just doesn't move until you move The soundtrack is enjoyable, but it's not like rush out and buy this soundtrack, which I remember Mm. if I had one nice word to say about Greedful, it was that I did actually go and immediately add this soundtrack to my Spotify playlist, which I haven't done with this. Mm. Maybe you're different. No, I haven't, but I'd say if it did come on, on my liked songs or something, I'd be happy to listen to it. But no, it's true. I didn't actually go and click the follow button on Spotify. You're saying you're a playlist guy, basically? No. (laughs) Just let random songs come on. Maybe you listen, maybe you won't. Whoa, you know this. I'm the opposite of a playlist guy. I only listen to albums. Yeah, I was just quoting a film I saw recently called Vengeance. Who are your favourite music artists right now? (sighs) 
Um, Can I take a guess? Yeah. You're a playlist guy. What does that mean? Well, some computer recommends you a bunch of songs based on your favorites. And a bunch more based on your favorites of those. Right. So you're listening to a bunch of music that I mean, you genuinely like. Yeah. But you have no idea who sings it. Now, these playlists, it's like the dating app for music. You're not hearing other people's voices. You're just hearing your voice get played back at you. How are you supposed to fall in love? Huh. Was it anything like this game? No, not at all. But, oh. <laughs> but it is good. It is good. I would recommend it. I'll drop in a little clip of it. For sure. Cool. There's probably something you should know about this place. This is the most uh, wretched, God-forsaken stretch of land on the face of the earth. And I'd never leave. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how I feel about Twitter. Because there was another film that this game did remind me of. Only one section of it, which is one of my favorite films called safety not guaranteed uh-huh. and at the end there's just because it's about friendship and it's about being partners and at the very end there's this section where he talks about it's um mark duplass and aubrey plaza there's a section where he talks about whether to go it alone or to go with a partner mm. and the trials involved and he expresses so well it's just like, it's right at the culmination of the movie as well. And you're like, oh yeah, doing it together is like so much better. Like doing everything together is better. To go it alone or to go with a partner. When you choose a partner, you have to have compromises and sacrifices, but it's a price you pay. Do I want to follow my every whim and desire as I make my way through time and space? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, do I need someone when I'm doubting myself and I'm insecure and my heart's failing me? Do I need someone who when the heat gets hot has my back. So do you? I do. And I do think that even gaming on this level, like I did enjoy playing it with you. Yeah. And I think... It was fun. Yeah, and I think that is just a virtue of any co-op game. So I don't think this one necessarily deserves congratulations for that. But I definitely think there should be more decent and innovative co-op games along these lines yeah which we should probably say is is why we picked this game in the first place it's because i was coming down to cardiff to visit you we wanted to find a game that we could play together on the same screen and this one had very good reviews and seemed like it would be a bit different and a bit fun yeah we didn't manage to finish it in time and suddenly I had to fucking arrange another time to meet up with you and play again. And I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> God, I can't escape you. You're in my computer. <laughs> you're in my house in Cardiff. You're in my house in Red Wales. <laughs> you're in my computer. <laughs> what? This little Zoom window, mate. Oh, the Zoom window. I thought you might be talking about the editing, the recording of my voice. The spyware you installed earlier on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, mm. I thought you might be talking about the fact that you listen to my voice probably more than I listen to my own voice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that definitely is protracted. I wonder if we'll have inspired anyone to play it or not. Because if you're in the situation that we were in, where your only criteria is a same screen co-op game that can be completed quickly, that you can, yeah, play, play with someone else, it's an okay choice. It's not a flat no, is it? No, but we already listed at least four or five other games that would be time much better spent. Yeah, but we've already played all of those. Oh yeah, we we have, but maybe the listener hasn't. Yeah, all right, all right. They're not as they're not as down with the games as us, mate. That's why they're listening to this pod, not writing their own. (laughs) (laughs) And it is a bit easier to play, like something like Portal. You wouldn't give anyone of any ability to just pick up and play, would you? Whereas this one. 
or would you? Maybe just that in itself is a more fun challenge than going for this game, more inspiring. You're right, maybe it's a more approachable game mm. than some others. The controller setup that I already described, how I failed <laughs> terribly to grasp, is much more straightforward for non-gamers. They would grasp a bit quicker. Yeah. I think that's that's genuinely where the challenge was. It just didn't feel natural under my fingers. Yeah. But you're right, yeah. We would we wouldn't put it high up the list, would we? Yeah, I would get it in the humble bundle along with the first one for like $2.99 or something. Yeah, good thing it wasn't discount when we bought it, actually. Otherwise we'd feel more aggrieved, wouldn't we? Wait, was it discounted when we bought it? Yeah, I think we got it for for seventy five percent off. Oh, nice, nice. In a Steam sale, yeah. it's a steal, mate. That is. I think that did push us over the edge on it because we saw that, and we thought, bargain, let's play it. <laughs> How bad can it be? <laughs> bargain bucket. Yeah, it's like days gone by where you go into a video game shop and go to like the literal basket bucket, <laughs> and look at all the discount stickers, and be like, ah. Eh. Never heard of this, but it's only £2. Whereas now you walk in, you go to the bargain bucket, you go to the pre-owned bargain bucket, and it's like, 50 quid, only two previous owners. And you're like, eh, mm. fuck you. And then you hop onto Facebook Marketplace and hope you can buy it for cheaper. Do they have games on Facebook Marketplace? Yeah, of course. It's where I sell all my old oh. second-hand games. Is it? Yeah. Oh, Top tips, mate. Okay. Top tips. I'm Pixel Vision. <laughs> in a housekeeping section at the end. Anyway, what are we playing next? We are playing Hard Space Shipbreaker. Yes, which sounds dry as anything but is hopefully going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, agreed, agreed. Initially, I waited for ages for this game to come out of early access. Mm. I was super excited about it because every write-up I'd seen of people playing it was just gushing. Just so many people being like, oh, it's so good, it's so fun. And I was a bit worried that it might be sort of uh, fall into that simulation category of, like you hear sometimes like truck simulator drive for 10 hours on one road mm. and you're like yeah i could do that if i wanted to go to scotland i was a bit worried it was going to be like that but i think it's it's cleverer than that and i think there's a a bit of politics in it a bit of story bit of uh mm. juice bit of meat on the bone either way you've been wanting to play simulation games anyway haven't you well, I just felt like we should give it a try. I think what this is, mate, is I got myself a VR headset and now I'm like, mm. actually, what can I kind of experience in this? That sounds weird, but you know what I mean. I really want to play Microsoft Flight Simulator just because I want to fly around the world first person like a bird, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, having tried your VR headset and being amazed, I think that would be pretty fun. I mean, turning on a light switch is fun. VR. I mean, I don't know how long it would be fun for, but it was definitely fun when I was doing it. Exactly. And so I think that inspired the like simulation curiosity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yearning for simulations. God, this is definitely the wrong direction to be taking the VR chat. What are they called in Cyberpunk? Oh, mind, no. Brain dance. Brain dances. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's the next frontier, I reckon.
It's about God from God, darn it. Less likely to, you know, blaspheme and upset a portion of our audience, I know. We don't want to have to apologise to the Christians (laughs) once again. (laughs) We can put it back if you want, mate. No, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. I feel like you're dismayed that I made some changes. I'm not dismayed. I I barely changed anything. Like, mostly it's... It's completely different. It's ruined. Hold L and A to jump through thin objects. What do you think of this climb? It's like the animation is <laughs> ropey as fuck. He looks no, like, no he looks pun like intended. He looks like he's floating. Yeah. How did you manage to scoot ahead of me then? Oh fuck. Talent, mate. You can jump twice on bridges for a bigger bounce. You're yeah, not that fucking high. Yeah, but look, we're we're definitely being. Shunted back down. Yeah, I think one of us has got to go back down and untie the knot. So now I tie this end, then I jump up. Now if you, okay, you jump up and I'll click B. There you go. What? Literally, what did we do then? Oh, we had to just look at the hint. I think it was just teaching us about hints and it wanted us to look at the hint in order to proceed. Oh, you are kidding. <laughs> and there was us like, we're not gonna, we're look, not gonna <laughs> look at the hints. Sketchiest bridge ever. One thread <laughs> for a for log. It's quite a nice 3Dness. It's it? really nice, yeah. I think the graphics are beautiful. Kind of reminds me of the um, Witcher music for some reason. Mm. Do you think we were meant to fall down? No. We've got to backtrack now. Hold me then. <laughs> what do I need to hold you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> It is like the bungee cord in worms, I think. You're gonna have to give yourself a bit more slack than that. That's as much slack as I've got, mate, because you're fucking miles from the edge. I mean, my little guy seems a little bit dazed, if I'm honest. <laughs> it sort of reminds me of a, of a like limbo inside type environment. Do you mm. know what I mean? I do know. Like quite mean. immersive and atmospheric. Are we meant to jump into the lantern? Well, worth a try, isn't it? I'm a bit worried because it looks like there's a fire inside it and we're both a ball of yarn. No, that's just our light. Not sure about this little deus ex machina light that <laughs> just sometimes holds the key to what you're trying to do. Oh, I think we just completed the tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> Level one. <laughs> Down. Yeah, look. Uh, what are the rules? <laughs> <laughs> just got to push that case. Oh, we just... You're a wizard, Harry! <laughs> <laughs> we just made our little light appear and gave her the strength she needed to close that door. Oh, I love the birds. Hmm. Even though they do look somewhat robotic. Wow, it's pretty cooperative, isn't it? Yeah, that element of it is nice. But I can't believe they drew that scene for literally, like... 20 seconds. <laughs> Not 20 seconds, we were there for like half a second, it seemed like. <laughs> I'm kind of enjoying this. Yeah, me too. Bit, bit of electricity oh. there, though. So oh, this is the dying. Death. Teo! <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are these? There's a whole army of these guys. They just gonna keep I think coming. they're like old people, aren't they? Hmm. That looked like kids hiding from old people, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, that's ah. ah. <laughs> oh, fine. You didn't go that far now. Oh, mate, we are absolutely smashing this now. I feel like that time trial's well within reach. 
All we needed was the enemies to motivate us. Right, what are we meant to do? Yeah, maybe push oh. this guy. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's one of those puzzles where I kind of we were at the solution before I realised what the solution was. Do you never have that? Where you're basically just following the only available course of action. Oh, I and see. And then you're like, oh. oh, that's how it works. Yeah. I see, yeah. Some more kids, look, hiding under a bridge. What do you reckon they are? Nazis, isn't they? What, the kids? No, they? the old people. No. What, you think this is wartime? Well, it looks like sort of. No, it doesn't. Mm, well, yeah, no, it doesn't. I don't know what you're doing, mate, but I'm just going to head to the exit. <laughs> right. Take Pete's car. <laughs> oh, we're at a skate park. That's pretty cool. Can you drop in, Tear? Let's try. Nice. That was pretty good, wasn't it? What about if we like climbing the Oh, we've blatantly got to make the little bridge and then get the bucket up. Oh, uh, well done, Teo. Yeah. Oh, wait. Hang Looks on. like you've got a swing. Oh, no, now we make the another, another knot. Ah, yeah. From here. Go on then, go on then. Oh, bloody naughty McGee over here, is it? I'm like latching onto you, am I? Oh. I didn't even know that was an option. I didn't know that was an option. What's the narrow both swing? In sync. Yeah, but why suddenly have we got to do this? Momentum to get to the next one, though. Aren't you really wrapped around Yeah, that thing, I am. Right? Do I have to unwrap myself? Can I not just undo myself, though? I don't think so. Not when you're actually, like, physically... What I was trying to do is it. this, like... Ah. <laughs> this is just a little time trial area, isn't it? I mean, I'm definitely thinking 12 minutes seems like a near impossible feat. Uh, that was such a dick move. <laughs> yeah, but I can just pull you up. It's not a point, mate. I wanted to do it myself. I feel emasculated. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just have to rely on my little thread, isn't it? Oh. Whoa. Woohoo. These things are pretty crazy, aren't they? They'll fire squid ants. They're probably just to slow down your time trial, aren't they? I know what it is. I push the wrong trigger. I always push left trigger to what I mean right. You are joking me. I'm relying on Taylor's little thread again. How did you get held back? I don't know. Just lagged a bit. You're boom by Clark. <laughs> oh, look, we completed the level. We just talked through it. <laughs> I think something actually happened there. We didn't even get the bronze metal. <laughs> yeah, but we found all the collectibles. Did we? Yeah. What the was that? The text just flashed up then. Yeah, I saw it too. Sure, just. Didn't... Oh! <laughs> yeah, oh. Wow. How are you seeing these tiny little visual... <laughs> Go on. This is why we're not hitting those songs. <laughs> yeah, this is just the first challenge. Oh, look at this flower pot. It doesn't move. Yeah, but maybe the other one's got to move it. Is it oh, does it not move at all? It's too heavy. All right. Unless we both push it at the same time? Uh, I, I can't un unclip uh, from it because you've, you've knotted it. Yeah, look. <laughs> you've just hung yourself. Yeah, I do. That looks a bit grim. Maybe just climb up. Okay, it won't. I'll deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll only let me be at this height. Oh no, there we go. Oh, you have to hold it and do that. Or maybe we can just ask the game for a hint. It's got a hint system, isn't it? I thought the hint was the right on the D pad, wasn't it? How do you do a hint again? I don't know. Hint. Uh, LB. Are you going to push LB? Are you kidding There are no hints for this area. It's Embarrassing. It's just the start of level two, isn't it? <laughs> what level are we on? It's level three, isn't it? I think it's level three. Oh, if you include the tutorial, yeah. 
Always <laughs> oh, I don't think that was a tutorial, that was just level one. Oh, these little animations, I gotta say, are quite tedious, aren't they? Oh, I thought that was sweet. Climbing <laughs> animation. <laughs> it's absolute jokes, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I think Donkey Kong was literally better. It's a little bit hard to tell what you're gonna be able to stand on and what you're gonna fall through sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Nice bit of physics again. Yeah, look at your little balance animation as well. Why are they seeing, like, the souls of humans in the distance? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, the old classic respawn before a cutscene. Okay, look, there's, like, some sort of fireworks. I just absolutely legged it, man. But... No, no, you're running into them. Oh, okay, so we've just got to wait. We've got to, like, figure out where they are or wait for them to launch or something. Oh, right, right, this right. is such a badly placed cutscene. Oh, there they are. Whoa. Ah! <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> why are they chasing us? What are these things? I don't know why we kept getting killed oh, look, by those fireworks. That's a nice little hedgehog. That is a nice that, This is very It Takes Two, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's only because we're miniature size in the human world. No, nah, but even the style of graphics, I think, similar. Mm. Yeah, it is. I think It Takes Two was probably more immersive, to be fair. Like, we'd have been able to interact with a lot more. And we'd have had an annoying voice being like, Cody, oh, why don't you just shut the fuck up? <laughs> Look, it's like some sort of band practice room. It's like we're seeing the memories of the rooms. Band practice room? Yeah, there's oh, a yeah, drum kit and a guitar kit. and stuff. But hang on, can we just consider how we're going to get to that secret? You careful, 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 you're going to get done again. Oh, I should have just swung you up there, shouldn't I? I'll do that now. Oh, when we do it seamlessly, it's really seamless, isn't mm. it? I feel like that's how it would be like when you're in perfect harmony. Mm. Just, ah! Oh, little missiles. That seemed a little bit too easy, didn't it? Why, because I nailed it right off the bat. <laughs> what? You just got annihilated. Oh, I didn't realise that turkey was actually going to start attacking us. It's, it's the first another, time we've been another, attacked by birds. <laughs> it's another runaway sequence. Well, this is proper Crash Bandicoot now. Go, go, go! This is so witchy music now. This is reminding me of, of Abe's Odyssey for some reason, saying about these trees. This reminded me of that battle with the bats. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we didn't mention that in the episode, because that was ludicrous. I really wanted to mention that, I even made a note of it, because it was so funny, it just seemed to go on and on and on. And then it was the most ridiculous set of cutscenes ever, where you're like falling from the air, like. Yeah, just having a conversation towards. with Weeby or whatever it's called, isn't it? Beebe? Beebe? Yeah, BB-8. Yeah. Night swimming deserves a quiet night. You've never had night swimming by R.E.M.? No, I haven't, no. Oh, mate. You can put it in the edit. <laughs> I'm going to put it in the edit. That is an embarrassment. Michael Stipe singing his little heart out and you haven't even bothered to listen. Didn't even bother to stream it. What is the story? Like, I don't know. What are they even doing? going on? Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely the same two kids the whole way through, isn't it? I think so. You think they've got an abusive parent that's drunk all the time or something? Follows them all the way into the woods. Oh, secret. You got it? No, underneath me. Look. Ah, well spotted. Whoa, that's really disguised. Who's this little blue guy? Hello. That's me. Oh. <laughs> I've been with you the whole game. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Didn't recognise you there. Why didn't I recognise you? You must have just been striking a certain pose. <laughs> it's weird how like good graphics certain bits are, isn't it? 
Yeah. Like that log then was well good. Oh, we almost got through this level without dying, I think. Actually, wait, was this the turkey level? No, that was the last level. It's been a bit of a phase of these games of, like, be tiny really, isn't it? Holy sheesh kebab. Uh-oh. Needed to wait for it to come back. Oh! We needed to wait for it to come back to land on it, didn't we? No way, the little pikey fucker. That wasn't racist, by the way. This is actual pike in a pond. Oh, what? You're thinking we pull the branch back up? Nice thinking. Ah, it's quite a hard swing, that one, isn't it? <laughs> oh. Jesus fuck. Yeah. That is staying on the record, mate. No. Oh, wait, that's what you meant to do. Don't put that. Oh, mate, we can put a bridge between these guys. I get the glory then, shall I? Yeah, oh. I spotted it. Did you? You, you had a laugh, weren't you? Yeah. I was like, secret, secret. Oh, yeah. And you were like, I don't care how wet about your dad. He's making his man none of jokes. It's not funny. What is it he says? I don't know. He's quite bad tempered, isn't he? Samway's Gamgee in that section. We're not going to get up there with the brick, mate. Giving a laugh on you. The brick's got to fall to the floor here while I'm stood. Yeah, but can't we put it on here and then I'll push it off while you're on it? So, like, if we are on uh, I suppose. Yeah, okay. Alright. Is, is this a dead bird? Aww. Or is it a live swan that we're just pushing around? Oh yeah, sleeping swan, isn't it? Oh, it surely were a sleeping swan. Sleeping swan. Oh, Aww. it's fly. Oh, Aww. that was short-lived. So get a little bit more flying. What are they flying naked now? now? Well, they're certainly wearing a few less clothes, but I wouldn't call it naked. All right. Well, look. I reckon if I just run over to you, oh no, we can just walk straight into it. No, you just went back into the level we just did. What? Are you joking? No. <laughs> well, why would I want to do that? Oh, sorry, mate. It's going to show the whole little thing again, is it? Nah. Question, right? Am I unreasonable to be annoyed by these sorts of... Um, well, I mean, death doesn't bother me even slightly. Really? Yeah. Maybe not unreasonable, but... It, because I mean, there's nothing actually going on. It's not a moment. That's That was like a solid minute. And there's, <laughs> no, there's nothing going on on the screen. It's just people emerging from a portal. Mm. I'm just forced to sit there and watch it. Ooh, what's going on now? They're graffitiing. Oh, cool. Hey, look, it's the painting and the birds on the wall. Yeah. No, 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 no. Well, you noticed that it just didn't say anything. <laughs> like, ran by. I'm caring. Meta, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Teo. Patience, mate. Little mister, I oh, just don't move fast. You just killed us three times in a row. Wait. Right. They're hiding again in the factory this time. What? Where is this place as well? Oh shit, look, he's actually got him, look. I think it's an abusive parent. And I think these are the siblings. And they're looking after each other. Oh, sorry. What? In, the, in all these different random locations? Yeah, Why it's like they? life, isn't it, mate? Why are they... Yeah. It's not all. It's not unity of time and place. In why am I just not climbing up? <laughs> it's a bit of a par, isn't it? When you don't do it, and you just get rid of it. That was really funny. <laughs> like what, right now, why is it? Why is he climbing up instead of swinging? Doesn't right. Know. Okay. There we go. Maybe because I was holding the trigger. I knew it'd be your fault. So, oh, oh, it's a little gas cloud. I think this is one of those ones where. Um, you can just pull me up. It's like Mission Impossible. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, wait, that's James Bond. Da, da, do. Oh, no, that's James Bond. <laughs> wait, what is Mission Impossible? 
You slide down the walls quite satisfyingly, don't you? Oh, oh yeah, look at this Nailed it, mate. Little fucker. <laughs> what? How'd you do that, though? <laughs> hey, oh, come on. That's not it. We both failed. You failed. I never failed. Okay, wait, hang on. Yeah, this what's, what's that? Different. I think there's a puzzle here. Yeah, maybe we've got to wrap ourselves around there. Look, we're, I'm all, trying we're, to go we're almost doing it here. Wait, what are we almost doing? We're almost getting up there, don't you think? In that no, room, I in didn't that think scenario. so, no. Alright, you jump over there and see if you can do that. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I tightened too soon. Fuck me, this is annoying. <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. I think you're just in control of when you let me go. Uh, so just whenever you think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> these are weirdly, um, these sections when you just kind of stand there are weirdly like passive, aren't they? Mm. Like, I don't care about passive things. This reminds me. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Can I just finish telling you what this reminds me of before you throw yourself into the flaming pit again? <laughs> this reminds me of Hollow Knight, big time. You know those sections where there's like spikes. You had it, I think. I'll, I'll, I'll combine with you on that bit. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'll combine with you on this bit. Oh, this is the... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that looked pretty good though, didn't it? Go on. ding 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 Alright, let me try it then. Oh, yo, no! Fluffed it! Fluffed it! Amateur hour. Absolutely fluffed it. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a good bit though, because there's a degree of challenge. Yeah. Well, amazing how much you can get done just with this double bit of thread, isn't it? Why hasn't this been done more in real life? That's like <laughs> a sort of ninja skill or something. It's crazy, you can get all sorts done. Because no environments in real life are <laughs> laid out like they are in this fictional <laughs> world. I love that little merge feature. <gasps> oh. oh! Oh, thank God that we merged. Well, that's definitely not going in the podcast. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God did we merge. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, that is quite nice. It's very balletic, isn't it, that section? <laughs> the music is good, it's just a little bit repetitive because you're in the same scenes for so long. That box factory is pretty intense. Far cry from the forest, isn't it? Yeah. Ah, oh, wait, I'm understanding the metaphor. Think about where we started, right? We started in, like, our childhood bedroom. Mm -hmm. And then someone's coming to get us, but we don't want to let them in. But then they do. Mm -hmm. Then they drag us out. We try and hide. They find us. They take us and put us to work. It is a metaphor for life, mate. Then you grow up, then you have to have your nose to the grindstone. <laughs> yeah, but he's literally still a child in this. But I guess maybe it's his inner child. Yeah. I mean, people don't force you to work in that respect. I mean, there might be an economic pressure, but... They sort of do. That actually reminds me of this war of mine. What? Why? I don't know, just the way their little ghosts are, like, hovering about. Oh, shit, we've got fireworks. 
Yeah, not quite as satisfying. See, look, isn't this ammunition? Don't you reckon that looks a little bit ammunition-y? Yeah, it does look ammunition-y. What, you think we're in the gun factory? Yeah, I think this is like child soldiers or some shit. I don't know about child soldiers. Well, at least I still don't see the child War of Mind connection. It's just, I don't know, something about the way these the story's being told. Look, they're definitely soldiers, aren't they? I told you, man, they're Nazis. They're not Nazis. Yeah, they're not Nazis, to be fair. It's but. the wrong era, look at it. It looks like the 90s, <laughs> doesn't it? Like Maybe Serbia? Wow, how can it be so hard for us to just reverse <laughs> through a sequence of three? Look, look, just let me merge with me. <laughs> sure, sure, I'll merge with you, why not? Wait, shouldn't we at least finish this level? Oh, is this the end of a level? But I feel like we've been in this factory. Given that the start of this factory was the forklift, we have been in it like quite some time, haven't we? Looks like we're going to be I feel like there's a lot of blue light in this HDR. My eyeballs feeling raw. Oh my god. For the listener, we nearly just doubled the length of time required for a bronze. It's meant to be uninterrupted for under 30 minutes. And we were just shy of an hour. It's bedtime, isn't it? It is bedtime.